0: It is Rush Hour. If you'd like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC's number to call, 800-848-9222. We will be taking your calls later on this hour. Representative Jim Jordan will join us. And, of course, many of you know that Jim Jordan is a guy that many would like to see as the next Speaker of the House. I'll leave that alone. And also, your telephone calls will be part of the program today. Of course, the top story in America is the attack, the violent attack on Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi's residence. Her husband was beaten horribly with a hammer. The man, this is a CNN story, the man who allegedly attacked Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi's husband has posted memes in the past. And conspiracy theories on Facebook about COVID-19 vaccines. So I guess we to take it by that, that he's an anti-vaxxer. <clears throat> the January 6th attack. Oh, he must be a conservative. And uh, let's see what else he talked about. Oh, yeah. This New World Great Reset thing. That, yeah. There's a book about the Great Reset that we're going to eventually have the author on. The show. His name, David DePape. I believe that's how you pronounce it. You know what, instead of me doing it, let's listen. There was a press conference earlier today. I don't know how much information you'll actually get from it, but this is what the police in San Francisco said about the attack.
3: Good morning, everybody. My name is Chief Bill Scott with the San Francisco Police Department. At approximately 2.27 this morning, San Francisco police officers were dispatched to the residence of Speaker Nancy Pelosi regarding an A-priority well-being check. When the officers arrived on scene, they encountered an adult male and Mr. Pelosi's husband, Paul. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Our officers immediately tackled the suspect, disarmed him, took him into custody, requested emergency backup, and rendered medical aid. The suspect has been identified as 42-year-old David DePepe. Mr. Pelosi and Mr. Depepi were transported to a local hospital for treatment. This is an active investigation currently being led by the San Francisco Police Department Special Investigations Division. We are working closely with our partners from the FBI, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the U.S. Capitol Police, and our District Attorney here in San Francisco County, uh, D.A. Brooke Jenkins, and her team. The motive for this attack is still being determined. Mr. DePepe will be booked at the San Francisco County Jail on the following charges, attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, burglary, and several, several other additional felonies. Before I go any further, I'd like to thank the responding officers, for their swift action this morning. Those San Francisco police officers are Officer Colby Wilness, Officer Kyle Cagney, and Sergeant Edmund Hoyne. I'd also like to thank our emergency dispatcher, Heather Grimes, who's standing here to my left, for a really amazing job.
0: And, of course, uh, one of the things that you can expect is that Mr. DePepi De will be held in jail. I doubt whether he will be released on no-cash bail or no-cash bond. He will not be walking the streets again today. So that's what separates criminals like Mr. DePepe from the criminals that you run across in New York or every other blue city in America where progressives and liberals have seen fit to make sure that those criminals can get back on the streets to hurt other people within hours. In this case, guarantee you, Mr. DePepe is not going to be released, will probably be held until his trial. And I wouldn't be surprised if there is not a mental health evaluation as part of that. And I also wouldn't be surprised to learn that there are some very serious mental illnesses that are also present in this case. Also, wouldn't be surprised to learn that Democrats and mainstream media will try to use this to gain an edge in the upcoming, not the the ongoing midterm elections, because those, because those elections are underway. As I mentioned to you, Representative Jim Jordan will join us soon. Princess Di will be here. In fact, Princess Di is the one that suggested that we reached out to Representative Jordan, and Princess Di has considered to being along with us when we interview representative jordan so that said we're going to take a quick break now we're coming right back and we'll get underway 800-848-WABC you
1: came along and you now honey i've changed my mind this is not great, great balls of fire kiss us, baby mm, feels good oh Like I love the this is The Rush Hour with those Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di.
0: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, royalty is in the house. Her Majesty, our very own Princess Di, on this, I don't know, what a crazy day this is. And, of course, Ooh. needless to say, we all wish Paul Pelosi the very best and hundred percent recovery from this horrible violent attack and i I let's wait to see what the Democrats try to do with this, but uh, the well, main you know thing, what hope, they'll
2: try and do. they will yeah, blame us but yes i I share your sentiments. we wish him a speedy recovery.
0: We are waiting Jim Jordan. he should be on the phone with us within the next five minutes or so in the meantime. Diana, uh, there, is, there are so many news stories out there today uh, about the frantic position that Democrats find themselves in, In the old gray lady, that would be your beautiful, wonderful New York Times, there's a story that the governor's race has tightened. There's a frantic call being put out for action among Democrats. As you read through this story, they're going to try to mobilize black voters, quote, unquote, the, black, the <laughs> backbone of the party, to come out and vote because it now it appears that Governor Hochul is in trouble. And I just find that a little bit ironic. I don't know whether you do. After all, <laughs> black voters have been hurt by these COVID lockdowns that, have, uh, that, that that Kumo and Hochul did. They are hurt by the progressive policies of letting criminals back on the streets. And now, please come save our behinds, because our behinds are in trouble because of the problems that we have, and who and we do we look to?
2: The, the, the language, the backbone of the party, well, you never get treated that way as an African-American voter, except at election time. So the right. backbone of the party is needed now, so come on out, but during, in between elections, not so much.
0: In between, yeah, mobilizing and activating African-American voters, the backbone of the party in New York and nationally is crucial in these next 10 days, says Neil Quatra, a Democrat consultant. These voters, especially downstate, must be, let me, let me, let me translate that for you. <clears throat> these voters, especially in the hood, where we ignore them all the time, Right. If if they can avoid getting beaten up, raped, pillaged, murdered please come out and vote for us. You have to be engaged if we're going to win so that we can abuse you again for another four years.
2: <laughs> Ignore you. Exactly right. <laughs> I think it's so interesting. They have too many fires to put out. The Democrats cannot get enough money to enough places that are in trouble, and it's all falling apart for them. And it is delicious to observe, and I'm sorry, but I have some Freud at their distress.
4: Well, they're going to spend money on, on, hey, hey,
0: they're going to actually spend money on black people in this cycle. Get this, a super PAC, Empire State Forward, is expected to receive 400 grand from labor unions to air ads on black and Caribbean radio stations. With a focus on, get this, public safety and racial justice. (laughs) Well, what the hell are they going to be advertising for Zeldin? Because they're not getting public safety from... (laughs) because <laughs> they sure as hell are not, are not getting public safety from Public <laughs> oh,
2: safety that is hilarious well i think it's really interesting because you can just feel the momentum shifting that everything is falling gop and everything is falling away from the dems and it's not just in New York, it's the entire Northeast. It's states and uh, burgs and areas that they have never had to defend recently, deep blue cities. And this is going to be, I have read some estimates that we're talking plus 50 possible in the House. I don't what? think so. But it's nice that they're <clears throat> frightened by those numbers because they may believe it on the Democrat side.
0: Well, there's a story today at American Wire News. Hot Mike catches Schumer delivering Biden some uncomfortable truth bombs. One of those truth <laughs> bombs is that they're losing in Georgia. They think yes, they I- cannot believe that Herschel Walker is in striking distance <laughs> of becoming the senator from Georgia. And um, also, they can't believe New York. And they're in danger of losing New York. We're in danger of losing a seat, is what Schumer told Biden. And they're right. speculating as to what, of course, they're talking about hoko
2: Right. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you got the mom in tennis shoes also in trouble in, yes. in the uh, West Coast. I mean, there's a lot of uh, races that get these little mentions. But overall, the picture is very bleak for them, which is well, uh, so amusing that I heard that one of the reasons that this hot mic happened is because you got two old men who couldn't hear each other so they were shouting it wasn't a hot mic moment it was eh? a <laughs> <It was just laughs> loud talking from old people.
0: well diana we are pleased to have representative jim jordan on the line oh okay. we are st- representative jordan thank you for joining us so glad to have uh, you pleasure.
4: here my my pleasure bo thanks uh, thanks for having me
0: you are such a hero to many of us. We're speculating now on the midterms, which are underway. The midterms yeah. are not coming. They are underway right now. Well yeah, well said, yeah. And so uh, there there are all sorts of uh, 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 people with crystal balls, but the surest signs point to a GOP victory in the House, which means you're going to be back in charge of some of the, what we hope would be corrections that need to take place. I'd like to start... And Princess Di is here, a uh, 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 representative Jordan. You may remember Princess Di; she ran the Limbaugh letter with oh, us. Oh,
4: wonderful! Yeah, that's a great, yeah, a great publication. Well, well, good to be with both of you.
0: Thank you. So, the the what's going to go happen with the FBI? Let me just start there. I well, have been. Had... Go ahead.
4: No, I was just saying. But we've asked them to preserve all documents. But look, we've now had something that has never happened in my time in Congress. But maybe never happened as as, as long as I can remember. Maybe my lifetime. 14 FBI agents come to us as, as taking whistleblower status, talking about how political that place has become. Just think about the the last two months what we have witnessed. They raided the home of a former president. They took the phone of a sitting member of Congress. They kicked in the door. Of a pro-life leader arrested him in front of his wife and seven children for something local law enforcement, and a local judge says wasn't a problem, wasn't a crime. They just and that was just in two months. So we've had these whistleblowers tell us about how they're cooking the books on and and, and juicing the numbers on domestic violence extremism cases to satisfy satisfy this narrative that Biden has that we're all extremists and fascists. Um, h- how they they're targeting parents who show up at school board meetings and advocate for their children, and on and on it goes. So. We we have to get to the bottom of that for sure and get rid of this, this power that the Washington field office has, the people at the top have, and how they're also beginning to purge agents who think like you and I and die. And, and and that's, so that's what we're going to focus on uh, if if we get the chance to uh, to run the Judiciary Committee, um, which I think is going to happen because I think, as you said, I think we're going to win.
0: Now, the FBI has also been involved with the the last president in the last presidential cycle, with trying to actively plot to get rid of a duly elected president. Are we going to yeah. look back at that, or is that all water under the bridge and, and well, you know?
4: No, it's all part of the – you're right. It's all part of how political the FBI is. I, my my friend and colleague Matt Gates said it best in a committee hearing about five or six weeks ago. He said – we were debating the Democrats, and he said, when, when isn't the FBI going to get involved in an election? In 2016, they spied on President Trump's campaign. In 2018, it was the Mueller investigation. In 2020, they helped suppress the Hunter Biden story just days and weeks before the, the presidential election. And, of course, here we are in 2022, and they raided the home of the former president 91 days before the election. So maybe it'd be nice if the FBI just let we, the people, decide who we want to lead us, who we want to be commander-in-chief instead of always getting involved and inserting themselves. In the election
0: process. Diane, let me turn it over to you for a moment.
4: I just
2: uh, am so excited because I can feel the, the red wave coming. And one of the reasons I think, as the Republican base is so excited for you to be chair of the House Judiciary Committee, this is going to be must watch hearings no matter what you do you're a fighter you've got the facts at your fingertips and so we are really I'm just supporting you and very excited for oh, you and I have you. one question Sure um I, this has to do with a promise from Kevin McCarthy's commitment to America and he said the promise is that the republicans will confront big tech demand fairness big tech has tipped the scales to silence and censor those with conservative viewpoints we yep. have a plan to rein in big tech stop companies from putting politics ahead of people and as the republican base i am saying amen to that we have been <laughs> yeah. banned and yeah. deplatformed and debanked and everything else And so my question is, you have been very clear that you do not necessarily favor the antitrust legislation that has been put forward. You said in the Hill a couple of days ago, if you want to do something about big tech, this is not the vehicle. So my question is, what is, what would you suggest we do?
4: Yeah, first of all get rid of section two thirty. Uh we all know that, that that gets into liability protection. Get rid of that. Uh second, we, we we fo we focus on this way accountability, transparency, speed. So for truly for truly any trust actions, you want those 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 court cases to get in front of the Supreme Court and get a get a decision as soon as possible. So expediting that, that's the speed part. Accountability means, you know, to get rid of section two thirty. It means if they do something to you, these big tech platforms, they got to tell you. You got to know. You can't just find out about it. They got to tell you, and they got to give you reason why. And then transparency uh, is, the, is the same is the same thing. They got to tell you when it's when it's happening. You know, uh, uh, when you because know, I, I, look, I, I'm someone who was shadow banned. There were four of us who were shadow right. banned a couple years ago, and it was Gates, Meadows, Nunes, Jordan. Uh, it was interesting. Of all the members of Congress, only four. Those four were shadow banned. And of course, Twitter said. Um, Twitter said, Well, well this was this was just a glitch in the algorithm and I remember I was in the an interview and I said I said glitch in the algorithm, what'd you put in the algorithm? The names Gates, Meadows, Nunez, Jordan. We're say, like, come on, we we all know they come after conservatives. So that's what we gotta do. Unfortunately what passed wasn't wasn't any trust. And wasn't going to solve the problem, didn't deal with the censorship and the attack on conservatives. All, all it did was empower big government. Do you really want the bureaucrats in the Biden administration working, uh, having the power to, to to handle this stuff? They're just going to make it worse. We already saw them team up two years ago this month. We saw big, te- big tech team up with big government and big media to keep the Hunter Biden story from us. Remember, the FBI went to Zuckerberg and said, hey, you want to be on the lookout? For Russian misinformation, disinformation, wink, wink. And and, and and you had you had media say oh no we can't let you have that story out there and they suppressed it too so you don't want big government big tech and big media working together you want to hold big tech accountable which is what we're focused on I mean think about that bill the the, the guy leading the effort this Congress was David Cicilline impeachment manager David Cicilline do you think David Cicilline's got the best interests of conservatives at heart no way so we think our plan is is the right plan but of course we got to be in the majority to uh, to get it done.
2: That's right. And so would you then have new legislation that would break up big tech? Oh yeah.
4: Different yeah, legislation. We're going to we're going to we're going foc- to focus on the censorship issue. We're going to focus on the fact that they're they're throttling back conservatives. You you probably notice when when if, you, if you're on, on Twitter and some of these social uh, on Twitter when Elon Musk first announced that he was getting Twitter, all of a sudden our numbers went up. You just saw it, and you saw the yep. engagement go up. And then, then yes. as soon as he's like, "Well, he wasn't going to have it," they went back down. And now, now here in the last week, they have went back up again. It's amazing how that goes. So that makes a difference too. We're we're going to focus on the censorship issue, and the fact that today, and this is really scary. This is part of this election process too. This is really scary. So today's left doesn't believe in the First Amendment. They, they, they right. say this, if you don't agree with me, you're not allowed to talk. And if you try, we're going to call you racist, we're going to call you Nazi, we're going to call you fascist, we're going to call you extremist, they're going to call you all kinds of names, and, and they're going to try to cancel you. And that is just so wrong. So th- th- what, what we got to focus on is the censorship issue.
0: Well, <clears throat> I'd love to see that happen. Let me just ask you a, a political numbers question. Representative Jordan, I try to explain to people, yes, we're conservative. Yes, our base in the party, part of the base, part of the base is conservative. But when it comes down to it, the the most n- numbers that we ever had in the Freedom Caucus was in the 40s. Mm-hmm. We have so many, and look, this is political reality. We have so many moderate, quote-unquote moderate Republicans and and some rhinos in the party, when they don't go along with the things that conservatives expect, conservative voters get very disappointed and say Republicans sure. aren't getting the job done. We saw this under Paul Ryan's leadership. In fact, I don't want you to comment on this part. I think Paul Ryan stabbed Donald Trump in the back every chance he got, politically speaking. And what do you say to conservative, the conservative block of voters, about what to expect if Republicans well, get the House again? Are they going to be disappointed? Are this time things going to happen to make them proud of their vote?
4: Well, I, I, I hope the latter, and I think the latter. And I will tell you this under uh, Leader McCarthy's leadership. Um, I felt like we've hung together and stuck together and worked together much better than we did with with previous Republican leaders in the House of Representatives. And I always point to um, the the first impeachment. Remember, Bo, the the conventional wisdom was when the Democrats did their crazy impeachment of President Trump back in 2019, the conventional wisdom was every single Democrat in the House was going to vote to impeach President Trump, and a bunch of Republicans were going to join in. And after we went through that four-month intense fight – And we we hung together and we put we pointed out the facts to the American people. Every single Republican voted not to impeach. Some Democrats joined us and one even switched parties. Jeff Andrew from New Jersey and is a great member. So uh, th- that's that's what happens when you stick together. So what we're trying to work on is, is Freedom Caucus saying, yeah, we want to do conservative things. We want to do what we said because that's, that's what the American people elect us to do. But let's bring everyone along, and let's also understand any differences between moderates and Freedom Caucus members of the Republican conference pale, pale in comparison to the radical left, which now runs the Democrat Party. Think about it. There was a survey a month ago. Uh, uh, in september that where they said 55 percent of democrats do not think america is the greatest nation in history think about that all your listeners Mm. you guys know i know we're the greatest country ever not perfect but the greatest country ever and yet a majority of one of the two major political parties the democrat party doesn't believe that they don't believe america's the greatest so that's what we're up against we had better stick together to stop them from doing their crazy stuff because understand in 21 months we went from a secure border to no border. We went from safe streets to record crime. We went from $2 gas to $5 gas. We went from stable prices, uh, prices to a 41-year high inflation rate. And in addition to doing all that, they're coming after your First Amendment, Second Amendment rights, and they're weaponizing government against you. That's why Republicans are going to win, and we had better stick together so we can stop that craziness that we've seen over the last 21 months.
0: Well, we're looking, we're, yes, and we're looking forward to this election we're looking forward to Republicans having a wave. Your predictions on the midterms, where do you think is going to go in the House and the Senate?
4: We're going to win big in the House, I do believe, and I think we're going to sweep all the swing state uh, Senate races that are up. Herschel's going to win in Georgia. Ted Budd, a colleague of ours, is going to win in North Carolina. Dr. Oz is going to win in Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm confident J.D. is going to win here. J.D. Vance is going to win Ohio. Uh, we were up with Senator Johnson a month ago in Wisconsin. He's going to win there. He's a great senator. I think Adam Laxalt is going to win in Nevada. And I think Blake Masters can win in, in, in Arizona, too. So I think we can sweep all those. And if you look at the, the latest trends in the polls, things are looking better in New Hampshire. So I, I feel good that we're going to be able to take back both. And then, as you guys say, let's be conservative. Let's be what Rush said. Let's 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 love this great country. Let's fight for the principles that make America great, and let's do what we said.
0: Jim Jordan, Absolutely. thank you so much for joining us. We hope to hear yeah, from you again, you again soon. We'll, we'll catch you in a all few right. weeks, hopefully, after the elections and Talk again. Thank you so much, sir. All right.
4: We'll do it. Take care. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you. Princess. All right, Princess Di, what do you think?
2: I think that was a great answer. I think it's good that uh, we have let him know that we're paying attention. And I hope that he's right, that he is going to put forward better legislation for antitrust to break up big tech because that is an excellent solution in addition to getting rid of the 230 which is protection from legal liability for these big techs but i i think he's you know he's one of us and that is a wonderful thing to have in at the levers of power and we just have to make sure that he hears from us
0: thank you Princess Di, we will speak with you tomorrow on the Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Thank you, Princess Di.
2: Thank you, Sir James.
0: We'll be back, ladies and gentlemen. Bosnardley's Rush Hour continues with your calls, 800-848-WABC and more news. Of course, we're acknowledging the death of a rock and roll great today, Jerry Lee Lewis, also for New Yorkers. We would like to send condolences to the family of Ra- Reverend Dr. Calvin Butts, the longtime pastor, political activist, yes, I know he was a leftist, and I don't care about that at this moment. We'd like to send our deepest condolences to the family of Reverend Dr. Calvin Butts, Harlem's historic Abyssinian Baptist Church, who passed away. We'll be back. More of your calls, more news right after this
1: this is The Rush Hour with Bo Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: Friday. It's New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Long Island, Pennsylvania. It's WABC Talk Radio 77. It's time. Time for you to strike it up as we head into another New York weekend. like to join us, have your first cup of coffee with us. Set the alarm. Be there. Remind me again, this is the one dance song that who knows? This is the one dance song that Curtis Lee would know. That's
1: right. That's
0: right. Listen folks, want to remind you of something. Join 77 WABC and Ramsey Mazda as we honor law enforcement officers across the nation. That's this Thursday, November 3rd, with special guest and commentary, 77 WABC and Ramsey Mazda Back to Blue, Thursday, November 3rd. Also, like to remind you a little more housekeeping. There's an article today, part of a three-part series. I did an interview with Dawn Slusser of Hot Air, hotair.com, and you can find that interview in all three parts. I read through it. It's actually, you know, I rarely read stuff. That I'm involved in. I mean, I was there for the interview. I kind of know what I said. No, I actually forgot some of the stuff. I'm reading through it. And I'm like, wow, that's really, you said that? But it's actually a three-part article. You can find it on hotair.com. You can also sign up for my twice-a-day news blast, the Daily BS. And we cut through all the BS in the news, powered by American Wire News. As you might know, Twitter. Twitter. Is back in the news. People are walking out with their boxes. The CEO, gone. The anti-Trump uh, CEO, the people that, gone.
2: He's
0: your numero uno. There was an interview with one of the software engineers who was holding, I kid you not, holding a picture of Michelle Obama. And he was saying, if it wasn't for Twitter in 2016, there would not have been an Obama presidency. Think about that. They know that as a social media platform, they have their fingers on the scale. There's nothing at all unbiased or apolitical about that. Now, you want to support Obama's it's fine. This is America. You support whoever the hell you want to support. And I mean that. Support who you want to support. But don't, at the same time, use a social media platform to crush your opponents and claim that there's free speech going on. So I think some of the statements, some of them are said to be visibly shaken and I don't have any shouting for it for anybody that loses their job. One of the employees was saying he doesn't know how he's going to pay his rent. Look, I feel for people. You got to feel for people like, you know, but how long have you known that Elton was going to, I mean Elton, Elon was going to take over? The CEO, <clears throat> Parang Agwal, the CFO, Ned Siegel, along with this lawyer, Vijaya, and I have to be very careful the way I pronounce her name, Vajaya. No, I did not say Vajayjay. I did. I said Vajaya. Her name is Vajaya. I'm not making fun of her name either. Vajaya God was considered to be the de facto head of censorship. She's going to get a $72 million uh, payout, which I guess will make leaving a little bit easier to deal with. Together, the uh, the the Sea Level execs are going to walk out with over two hundred million. But there was a lot of grumbling on the way out the door. By the way, New York uh, Times columnist Paul Krugman had the audacity to write. <laughs> An op-ed piece today claiming the Republicans have no inflation plan. (laughs) We, Republicans, so Joe Biden causes this record inflation with all of this profligate government spending with nothing to support it. Do we have Uncle Milton Friedman somewhere in there explaining what the cause is of inflation? So, yeah, so we have Paul Krugman. Today, New York Times, complaining that the Republican, it seems worth pointing out that the GOP doesn't have a plan to fight inflation. Actually, it doesn't have any coherent economic plan at all. This is what Milton Friedman, for those of you who don't know, the country's greatest economic mind ever, with the exception of Walter Williams and Thomas Sowell, this is how he explained what causes inflation Inflation is
3: made in Washington because only Washington can create money. And any other attribution to other groups of inflation is wrong. Consumers don't produce it.
1: Producers don't produce it. The trade unions don't produce it.
3: Foreign sheiks don't produce it. Oil imports don't produce it. What produces it is too much government spending, and too much government creation of money and nothing else.
0: Amen to that. George in Rockland County, New York, you're on. Boston and Lee's Rush Hour. How are you, George?
3: Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. So I believe this Pelosi story is one huge fake story. I All believe- right,
0: enough. Stop there. Stop there. George, I love you, but I'm not going to tolerate that. I'm not going there. I'm not doing any cooch um, stuff today. This man got beaten down with a hammer. We're not going to sit here and say things didn't happen. This is not the Alex Jones show. Things happened. This was an awful thing to happen, and I am not going to permit that on this radio program ever. Mike, Oceanside, New Jersey.
4: Oh, Hey, Bo, thanks for taking my call. My question to you is this man goes into Pelosi's home, and he didn't rob anything. He didn't shoot anyone. He had a fight with... Paul, did it with a hammer now i'm assuming according to the law uh he should be out in the street by right? now, just like everyone else no
0: Nope. no nope. nope. in, in my opening remarks i said one one thing that you can guarantee unlike the people in new york's neighborhood predominantly minority neighborhoods When criminals like this attack, they're let back on the street because Democrats and progressives don't care how many black people, how many minorities, how many people, citizens in general in New York, have to face these criminals every day. Unlike that, and that happens in San Francisco as well. It happens in L.A. It happens in Detroit. It happens in Philadelphia. Unlike that, this guy will not be getting out on a no-cash bail or no-cash bond. Progressive reforms go only so far. They will protect their own elite. They may not protect you because you're the peasants, but they damn sure are going to protect themselves. James Golden, A.K.A. Sterling, back with you after this.
1: This is the Rush Hour. With Bo Watch On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: It's Friday. On WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. The Velvet Voice of Maxwell brings us back. Headed back to the telephone shortly. Shout out to the ladies over at Gemma's Country Kitchen. Telephones Ernie in Fort Chester, New York. How are you, Ernie?
4: Good. How you doing, Snurdly? Good. You'll remember this. There was an article in the newspaper
0: Tuesday, and it
4: was about a half a quarter of a page. It had to do with uh methane and global warming or climate change or whatever you want to call it. And uh it had about like a three three by five picture of a cow and they were Mm -hmm. reporting now that cows and their methane that they emit are uh, the highest, highest uh, in- uh, Responsible for global warming. warming? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: And it said as much as one sixth and three fifths of other animals combined, blah, blah, blah. But
0: I remember when Rush was telling
4: us that in the 80s, am I wrong?
0: Rush was saying that that's what they were saying in the 80s, and he totally debunked it. In fact, that's one of the amazing things about Rush. He was so far ahead of the curve in saying that the left was going to make sure that they tried to tie this climate change business to human patterns so that they could enact what they wanted to enact, which was basically socialism – on the citizens of the world using global warming, so-called man-made global warming as an excuse. And One reason that the United States was able to hold off on so much of the legislation that has harmed the economies of, of countries in Europe is that Rush Limbaugh was here and on the radio five days a week warning Americans about what the Democrats and socialists worldwide were trying to do. That is among the amazing legacies of Rush Limbaugh. Ernie, great call. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Let's go to Maria in New Jersey. How are you?
5: I'm fine, thank you. How are you?
0: Good, thank you, Maria.
5: I'm thankful that you got me on. I want to talk. I know our time is uh, limited, and I'm calling about. I'm looking for a way that we can get the citizens of New Jersey to sign a citizen complaint against the Governor Murphy. And it's about the um, sexualization and gender fluidity that they're teaching to minor children. And also the CRT hate about victimizing black people and the oppressed white people. And all of this is not factual, not proven. It's propaganda. It's political. But you know what I really want to bring across? And I know people are going to me, but um, Black Lives Matter is affiliated with um DRT. LBGT is affiliated with Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood says there are 11 genders. They talk about this lifestyle as though it is a proven medical fact. They do not present anything else and no one is allowed to say anything because we are homophobes and this and that. I want to say for my brothers and sisters out there, this is not about gay people. This is not about black people. This is about money, power, and control. They're grooming our children. They're telling five-year-olds that they can be another sex because of their feelings. They're talking about castration. They're talking about puberty blockers. I find that with this LBGT thing and the Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood, it's factual in their site that there are 11 genders. Well, I hate to say it, say it, but they've lost two of them that they're holding back on. Because by teaching little children all this sexual feeling stuff and then trying to take the parental rights away, they're setting them up for exploitation, for pedophilia, for bestiality, because believe it or not, some kids think they're cats. My little girl thought she was a little cat for many years.
0: So Let me say I something to you, Maria. What you're, um, What you are you alerting people to is something that has become very real in our society and and Maria you're not out there alone the outrage that you have toward this is shared by many people around the country and that is one of the reasons why the democrat party is poised to lose they've been look we had libs of tiktok on yesterday she has done an amazing job of putting out before the public in their own words what these leftists these liberals that's why she calls herself libs of tiktok what they are trying to accomplish in these areas. And for that, she has been hit with a deluge of nonstop hatred from the left and from the mainstream press. But they can do all of that they want to. People, whether they say so or not, are looking at what's occurring with this sexualization, with this grooming, with CRT, and they are appalled. And those people are out voting right now. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Bergen County, New Jersey. Tony, you're on WABC Talk Radio, seventy-seven. Cats at night. Up next, Tony. What's on yes, your mind?
1: No, yep. oh, thanks for taking my call. Listen, um, I heard something today. You know, and I'm not sure about this, but unnamed sources reported that the hammer that they took out of this guy's hand, you know, for striking Mrs. Mister Pelosi, was actually Nancy Pelosi's
4: gavel.
0: No. So, and uh, I, if that's a joke, it's a poor one. No. I, well, I, well, wait a minute. Let me hold on. Let me just say that I because I, I saw something in passing about that. So I know you're not joking. Let me just take a look into that and see what it was, this hammer that 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 he had. Because because who knows? I don't I'll look into that, you know, um, and see what I can find by tomorrow morning. Tony, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. James Golden, A.K. Snerdley with you here. We're back in the morning. 7 a.m. bright and early hope that you are here remember cats at night coming up next may God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families and I'd like to leave you with this princess di found a quote that I love very much from an author named William McGurn it was in a book review and this is what it says the real enemy of any communist society is not the dissident Its real enemies are the beautiful and the good, each of which answers to a higher authority. See you tomorrow. Bye.
1: This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.